BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Kobe White scores his season high in a win over the Charlotte Hornets. We're going to talk about it. Break that win down. We're also going to talk about a concerning stat with DeMar DeRozan and Kobe White and a positive one on top of that. Plus, Casey Johnson comments on the Chicago Bulls, trade rumors with Zach Levine, and the Rockets eyeing Andre Drummond. We've got a packed show planned for you guys today right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host, Air Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go and talk about this dub. The Chicago Bulls got a dub against the Charlotte Hornets, and while in no way we could say it's a big win, it was a needed win for the Chicago Bulls, considering how they've been playing recently. Kobe White scored a season-high 35 points, 9 assists, 7 rebounds, Keeps flirting with that triple-double. He's going to get it at some point. Watch it come in like a big game on like national TV or maybe the first playing game. Kobe's going to get that triple-double. It's coming. Nikola Vucevic also has a rebound game. 22 points, 12 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 blocks from, from um, Nikola Vucevic. Ayodosuma with 16 points, 6 assists, 3 steals on top of other things. And DeMar DeRozan with 15 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists. And so this was a game where... It was concerning, right? The Bulls were down early in the game. They end up getting the lead down to two, heading into halftime. And there's always that concern about how the Bulls are going to come out in the third quarters of games. We talked on yesterday's daily episode about how concerning third quarters have been for the Chicago Bulls. We have one of the worst net ratings. Uh, No, it was the worst net rating in the league over the last 10 games in third quarters. But the Bulls came back and battled hard in this game they actually went on a 15-0 run that end of the second quarter beginning of the third quarter and it just it, it was capped off by a dunk by Kobe White which was out of this world and the Bulls just played much better down the stretch of this game but the story of this game is going to be told on a lot of people are going to hang on the fact of just how well Kobe White played in the fourth quarter we know that the uh, the game against the Toronto Raptors Kobe White didn't play the best in, right? And we didn't necessarily go to him in the fourth quarter. DeMar, it was a very heavy DeMar fourth quarter in that game. What well, kind of flipped in this game? When you look at the fourth quarter play by the Chicago Bulls, Kobe White went four of eight. Only He had the most shots in the fourth quarter of this game. He scored 10 points. DeMar DeRozan actually went 0 of five in the, in the fourth quarter of this game um, and, and only scored three points. He was able to get to the free throw line four times, went three or four from the free throw line. But the fact that Kobe and Billy Donovan trust Kobe down the stretch of this game, it was important for, you know, Billy Donovan to show some growth as well as a coach not to be so reliant on DeMar DeRozan, even though DeMar still got five shots. Kobe White got the most there. And just how Kobe bounced back 
in this game after the last performance. And he actually, Billy Donovan talked about it here. You know, I think he's always been a guy, you know, coming off of a performance where he's not happy, you know, and certainly physically, I think for him, the amount of minutes he's logged with some of his injuries and the trip and coming back, you know, I personally don't think he was happy the way he played yesterday. Yeah. And that's the one thing I always admire and respect about him is he's very, very introspective and, you know, he can course correct pretty quickly. And, you know, I've asked a lot of him. I mean, again, it's, you know, 40-something minutes tonight, and he just takes it on. And I give him a lot of credit, you know, on a back-to-back where, you know, he got himself, you know, to a place mentally, I think, physically to go out there. But he was really aggressive, to your point. He got downhill. He did a lot of really good things, opened up things for himself and for our team. And you hear from Billy Donovan just talking about Kobe White's mindset. And as we see Kobe White developing and turning more into a leader and things like that, it's good that, that to hear that Kobe White has that pride in of himself, that he wants to get better, that when he is down on himself after performance, he wants to have a big bounce back night. That's really good and important to see from a player that's really turning into right in front of our eyes, our number one option on the offensive side of the ball. So really good night from Kobe White. I love seeing that. Alex Caruso also had 10 points for the Bulls um, as well in that he went four of seven, but he had a lot of key defensive plays that really turned the tide of the game. Didn't even get calculated for a steal, but he had a lot of deflections. He also had three blocks, so love the play from Alex Caruso. But then Terry Taylor. Terry Taylor playing more minutes than Julian Phillips in this game. Julian with 11 minutes. Terry Taylor with uh, 20 minutes. But a lot of that is because Julian Phillips got in foul trouble early. Four fouls early in the game from uh, from Julian Phillips. It happens. It comes with the territory. Young forwards, they they uh, especially depending on who they're guarding, they have a trouble with, with foul trouble early in. Terry Taylor came in and gave the Bulls some solid minutes, right? Six rebounds in only those 20 minutes, two assists, one steal. He only went one of four from the field, but, you know, he did some other things that really did help add to this game. And then one of the key things in this game also is that you got Javon Carter only playing seven minutes. Billy Donovan went completely away from Javon Carter in the second half of this game. And it seems like hey, Javon is probably going to be falling out of that rotation once, you know, Patrick Williams and Torrey Craig are fully back. And so we actually got an update that we'll play later on in that. But it's it's good to see him kind of move on from Javon, who just really is just not playing uh, too well for the Chicago Bulls. But, you know, outside of that, the Charlotte Hornets had some players. Brandon Miller had a had about a three-minute stretch where he just couldn't be stopped. He scores 21 points. Miles Bridges with 30 points in this game. And P.J. Washington with 26 off the bench. But uh, it wasn't enough. The Bulls get a seven-point win against the Charlotte Hornets. Like I said, I don't want to call it a big win, but I do want to call it an important and needed win considering how the Bulls have been playing. Now, with that said, over the last 30 games uh, for the Chicago Bulls, the Bulls are playing, they're 18 and 12, and they're playing with a winning a 60% win percentage, and uh, only they're one of only 10 teams to have that win percentage over that amount of time. Now, I do want to say, I understand the Bulls haven't always played best, but I, I think even myself, right, we get caught up in how, how the bad, right? And I, I said this before, I had a quote that sometimes when it comes to the Bulls, just because of how the last few seasons have went, we believe the negative more than we believe the positive. But the Bulls are 18 and 12, 60% win percentage over those games. Um, and it's really good to see them have that, be, be able to kind of bounce back in, that, in those ways. And a big part of that is led by Kobe White and, 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 and DeMar DeRozan when you look at it. Uh, Kobe White and DeMar DeRozan have been one of the best duos uh, really over the time since they, they, uh, since they came together. Since Zach Levine went down, they're averaging together like, it's like 40 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists together like that as a duo. And it's not amazing by any stretch of the imagination, but it's solid. And, it, and it's a good um, combo and a one-two punch to have. But there's some even concerns in that as well. 
especially with the minutes that that uh, that that they're playing. When you look at it right now, Kobe and Demar lead the NBA with 1,721 minutes and 1,717 total minutes played this season. No other player in the NBA has even hit the 700-minute mark. No other player. Just DeMar, just Kobe. Now, it's been injuries and things like that to the reason why, but it adds to some of that concern that, that, that fans have in regards to, hey, are we, are we relying on these guys a little bit too much? Could this become something that's a little dangerous for these players as we, as we go forward, especially for a team that's already dealing with their own injury, right? So there's, 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 I understand the sign for concern and that exact number. Since uh, Zach Levine went down with his initial injury, DeMar DeRozan and Kobe White are combining for 45 uh, points per game, which is really good mark for, for two players, especially for a team that, that has its own struggle. 45 minutes per game, 10 rebounds, 10 assists since the day that Zach Levine first went down and he went out. And so really good. But it's, and you know, DeMar DeRozan finished 10th in all-star voting. Kobe White's on his way to being in the most improved player of the year conversation. And it's really good. But the minutes that they're playing with the injuries already being the thing for the Bulls is a sign for some concern for the team. And so, you know, Billy Donovan actually talked a little bit about uh, about that as players' minutes and players making their return. Um, and he said this. Um, you know, when, and I think with with some of the injuries we've had, it's really pushed our guys' minutes way up. And it's just kind of the hand we're dealt with and we have to get through it. So I give not only him, but the rest of the group, you know, uh, a lot of credit for finding a way to kind of, you know, give ourselves a chance to win tonight. And so... Are the Bulls too reliant on DeMar DeRozan and Kobe White to just be a, a ninth seed, right? And so there's some concern for that. Now, not that I'll ever crap on what DeMar and Kobe bring. We need it. It's there. It's evident. And so that's that's a big part of what, what this team needs, that we need that from Kobe White. We need that from DeMar. But hearing the, the amount of minutes that, that they're playing, or seeing the amount of minutes that they're playing, and seeing how... Even Billy Donovan's talked about how they've needed to step up and they needed, and Kobe's played so many more minutes with all the injuries that we have. It kind of highlights some of the concerns around the way that this team is, is, is winning these games and how much we, we have. We played the fifth most clutch games in the NBA this season. That's it. The fifth, fifth most clutch games. And when you look at, even in this game, Kobe White playing 40 minutes like that, it's, it's a little bit, you got to worry about what that mean, could mean for the future of these players. 43 minutes from Kobe White, 38 minutes from DeMar DeRozan. And while DeMar has typically been one of the healthier players in the league, and Kobe White has had some injury concerns over, over his career, you, you got to wonder, how, how, how much of a toll is this taking on those players as we're waiting for some of these other players to come back? And, you know, so we did get an update on some of the players and, and their pending returns. That was from Billy Donovan, and Billy said this. What's the uh, injury updates uh, first, uh, Dalen? Came out pretty clean MRI-wise. Um, he took that today? Or uh, they did it last night, you know, because I think they were having a hard time evaluating him because he was in some, some pretty severe pain. Didn't really have any swelling, you know, responded pretty well. So I think there's a hope that he'd be back, you know, relatively soon. And then what about uh, Tori? How... Uh Good. Um, getting there. Getting there. You know, I think that um, maybe as I mentioned, a lot's going to depend on, I think, these next two days coming out of this back-to-back, you know, because we have two days game and another two days. So, you know, I think our hope is, you know, somewhere in that four days of, of, of being able to, to practice limited games that we'd have a really good pulse. But he's certainly very close. I would say that. Zach. 
When is his evaluation day? Is that Thursday? Or yeah, I think they're yeah. At the end of this week, it should be coming up there. I haven't spoken to other than, other than him getting treatment and stuff. We're still talking weeks, at least best case scenario. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to put a timetable on it. The, the the issue is is you know it's it's the ankle and the foot. I think the ankle's healed up pretty 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 well. I think he's still dealing with some foot discomfort. Um, I think that's the concerning part, you know, and to see how well once they kind of resolve the ankle to see, you know, how he's responding. But I do know that he has pain in his foot. And so, you know, hearing that Dalen uh, Taylor had a clean MRI, really good. Could be back soon. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's what you want to hear. Tori Craig, uh, uh, you know, could return as early as Saturday against the Sacramento Kings. They're going to reevaluate him. And then the Zach Levine portion of this. The fact that Zach Levine will be evaluated at the end of the week but that the ankle is keeping them from the, they're waiting on the, the healing for that is going well, but then the foot, uh, and it, he could still be out if you heard the reporter in that clip for another couple of weeks. And so regardless of what happens with Zach or if he comes back or he ends up getting moved, adding some depth to this team so that you can come down on those minutes a little bit for Kobe and DeMar, I think are going to be important because you just don't want to risk running your players into the ground. And like I said, they're, they're playing amazingly well. I don't want to take away from that. I'm not saying that, uh, you know, they they should in any way sit down and, and we, the Bulls should just rest them or anything like that. But you got to look at it when you're playing the most minutes in the NBA, you're two players and you're and you're doing that to fight for a ninth seed. It's a little bit concerning, right? The depth of the Chicago Bulls we talk a lot about, but that depth depth has been really whittled down when you have two players that's supposed to be on your bench and Alice Caruso and Io DeSumo are starting for you. Then you're looking at Javon Carter, right, coming off the bench. So it's something that the the the, the coaching staff and the team has to really monitor and kind of weigh what they're going to do with it. Um, but I just wanted to bring that up because once I saw that stat that Kobe White and DeMar DeRozan lead the NBA in total minutes played, it's like, wow, that's crazy. And, you, you know, we got to put in a lot of effort. We haven't been one of those teams that have been able to close out teams very often to where we're, we're playing uh, some of the back end of the bench players in garbage minutes. We need every bit of the minutes that we've been getting from these players. And so, you know, Archangel and I think Sydney brought it up on the uh, on the post game shows of just the minutes that these guys are playing, and I, I I didn't really realize it until I saw that just how many minutes they're playing over this time. It's been a lot, and it's been a concern, and hopefully it starts turning around some because you know we got to figure it out. But 
It's been ugly. It's definitely, definitely been ugly. But one of those players that are pending coming back from return uh, from injury is Zach Levine. Kind of waiting. Billy Donovan said in that clip that it could still be a little bit of a time for Zach Levine, um, and, and especially that injury. And that was one of the things that were kind of holding back Zach Levine's trade market. We got word yesterday that the Bulls are kind of not expecting to not expected to really do much at the trade deadline. No surprise to lifelong Bulls fans. We've been seeing this for the last three years. Um, but, you know, that has kind of triggered what's going on with Zach. We've heard up and down things. Detroit apparently is the team that's gotten the closest and further along, furthest along in talks with the Bulls as far as moving Zach Levine, which would be crazy that Zach, a player who initially requested that trade because he wants to win and wants to play more meaningful games, ends up going to the worst team in the NBA if that were to happen. But Casey Johnson, somebody that I really respect in this because he travels with the team, he's really locked in with the team. When you hear rumors from like other sources that don't necessarily travel with the team, you take that with a little bit of a grain of salt. When Casey Johnson speaks on it, it carries us a little bit more. Still, again, not saying that it's word for word or exactly what's going to happen, but it does carry a little bit more weight because it's KC. And KC, before the Bulls game yesterday, had a pretty in-depth talk about Zach Levine in the trade situation where he said this. What would be holding Zach Levine's trade market back? Is it the injury? Is it the play? Is it the contract? Like, what, what's happening right now? the reason why there isn't more conversation around his name. So even before the injury situations, his contract and the fact that he's been in one playoff series and this is 10th season in the league has scared some teams off. And that's not all Zach's fault. I'm not putting all this right. on Zach, but right. that's his, the perception from other teams around the league is that he has not done much to impact winning. So you couple that stuff that was happening before the injuries. And I've always said, like, look, he came back from an ACL. He's fine. Mm-hmm. He has scope on the knee fine but now these injuries are starting to pile up and you can say it's a sprained ankle but that right foot inflammation you know that's a metatarsal bone and that can be a little tricky at times and so I can't speak for other teams I can just guess that there is some now medical things that they're spooked about when you are adding that much money mm-hmm. it's the medical with the money that I think is giving some teams pause no that is true and I'm then good. he hasn't played well this year can you get equal value for Zach right now. I'll just say this. I can tell you this right now. If they do make a move on Zach between now and February 8th, prepare to be underwhelmed. Yeah, 100%. That would, that, if they trade Zach Levine by February 8th, I think you're going to see uh, it's going to be a move where they just move him just to get off his money. And to this point, I want to stress this. My reporting has told me they are not at that point where they will just salary dump Zach Levine. Yeah. Again, a lot can change over the next week. And so... It's, it's, it's really telling. The fact that the impression of Zach Levine from around the league is one of the things to hear that the combination of contract and injury is something that we've already expected, right? And the foot injury specifically. I love how Casey Johnson talked about the foot injury and how concerning that can be for not only the now but the future. You've seen players have injuries and linging things with their foot going on that just last for a season or even maybe more than that. And so I do think that as we get closer to this trade deadline, it becomes more and more likely that Zach Levine is just going to remain a bull. And not to say that that's terrible in and of itself. Me and Pat talked about it over on Locked on Bulls, where it just comes down to this. The best thing for Zach Levine is to play winning basketball. It's to contribute to winning basketball. And if Zach really wants to, whether it's to be get out of Chicago or to be on a winning team, Zach Levine has to realize it's time to sacrifice. Zach isn't going to be the number one. That doesn't mean he can't be a co-number one. That doesn't mean that he's still not going to be a, a very big part of what the Chicago Bulls team does. But Zach has to come back with the right mindset 
of coming back to contribute. Now, when he initially came back from injury, we saw some of the best and most consistent defense that we saw from Zach Levine in a very long time, and that's fine. But it, and, and, you know, he was rebounding, assisting, but it, sometimes it, it came off as if it was the, oh, y'all think I can't do this? Let me show you how to do it. Zach needs to come back with that right mindset of this team isn't the same team anymore. Kobe isn't the same little brother that you left anymore. He's now grown into a leader of this team, both on the court and being vocal. And so if Zach Levine wants to eventually either move on or just wants what the, what's the best for his career, it all comes down to you talked about wanting to win. Are you willing to sacrifice? There's, there, teams have to sacrifice. Players way greater than Zach Levine have had to sacrifice shots, roll, and other things to be on a team that can actually win. And Zach Levine can help this team. I'm not in the mindset of some, even with kind of my critiques over Zach Levine, where some people look at Zach and say, oh, let's just trade him from anything. And that's another thing that came out of this, this conversation with Casey Johnson is saying that the Bulls are not at the point of just wanting to sell Zach off for anything. And, you know, and because that the, the, the package that we get back for Zach may be looked at as underwhelming, there is an absolutely reason to believe that the best thing for the team and Zach is that Zach come back and contribute and help this team win over the back half of the season. And it can be done. But Zach Levine has to have the right mindset to do it. Zach Levine has to be willing to sacrifice. And like I was making my point earlier, there have been players greater than Zach Levine that have sacrificed for, for, to, to win games. And yeah, are the Bulls still looking at the ceiling of probably a first-round exit? Yeah, and I understand it's hard to get up for that, but it's what's best for you. It's what's best for your career. People are doubting how you contribute to winning. People are doubting how much you are, you are willing to sacrifice to win. It's time to show that, and you may even find in doing that on this team that maybe even this team can go further than what Zach Levine thought he could when he initially made that trade request. And so, I mean, I'm not, not to say that I'm hopeful for a fixing of this relationship between Zach, Billy Donovan, and the Chicago Bulls, whatever kind of overlaps there. But when Zach does come back from this foot injury, whether it's for the Chicago Bulls or for another team, Zach's mindset needs to be on doing the things to sacrifice to make sure you put your team, help put your team in a position to win basketball games. And Zach can fit in with the way that this team's playing. You look at how much we need off-ball creation and shooting, Zach can provide that. And not to say that Zach is going to have opportunities to still get to the lane, be the three-level scorer that he can be, but you've got to be willing to sacrifice. And that's one of the bigger questions that people have around Zach. Is he willing to make those sacrifices to put your squad in a better position? It's up to him to show that. And so, like I said, hearing those words from Casey Johnson kind of really all brought it home and just how much doubt it is around Zach Levine and what he's willing and able to do for this team. And so, Listen, if the Bulls do make a move at the deadline, it, they could still make moves without including Zach Levine. That may be something ahead. But we're moving forward realizing that the, big, the most likely outcome is that the Bulls bet on continuity again. And that's going to be quite disappointing. Now, one of the players that are getting interest from around uh, a team in the league is Andre Drummond. Reportedly, the, uh, the, the Houston Rockets are eyeing Drummond, Kelly Olenek, and Clint Capella in trying to find a big man to their roster. So they're really looking at the center market. They have Andre Drummond on that list. Of course, you know, Clint Capella is a starter. Andre Drummond isn't. Drum's averaging eight points, 8.3 rebounds, and only 16 minutes per game. So there's reason for teams around the league to look at Andre Drummond and his cost-effective contract, which is a little over $3 million, as easy to acquire, and you're getting a big man that can really contribute to your roster. The bigger question is, will the Bulls be willing to move off of Andre Drummond. Now, I, I, from what we've heard before, they're a little bit reluctant for him and Caruso. They really like him. I also think Andre Drummond is a player that may sign a contract extension. 
with the Chicago Bulls when it's all said and done. But the Bulls have to weigh what's being offered. And if the Houston Rockets are offering two seconds or something like that, maybe you consider it. But you got to also, like, well, who do you have in the wing? Are you going to bring up Adama Sonogo and have him be your backup center? You know, let Terry Taylor be your backup center? So we'll see. But hearing that there are pieces on this Bulls roster that definitely have value, the bigger question is, are the Bulls willing to move off of it? And is the, the deals that they're being offered for Caruso, for Andre Drummond, are they even worth it? So just wanted to talk about that rumor since it came out that the Houston Rockets have Andre Drummond on their list of potential targets. We'll see if anything materializes for it. But that's my time for today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. Then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, which mailbag days are Saturdays and Sundays, I trickle in a little bit over the course of the week, depending on how backed up the mailbag gets. The number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, thanks to you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See red if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.